Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 41. I'm your host, Mike, joined, as always, by my co-host, Jay. Jay, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? I'm good. Good. Enjoy this lemon Jolly Rancher. It's delicious. That's great. Would you just do more of it right in the mic there? That's cool. All right, good. It was terrible. <sighs> so, welcome back. I never left. Yeah, I know. You and Veldor never leave. No, we just hang out. Now. We're it's kind of cool. It's good. It's good. It works out. So, you know, we're thinking about coming to the Midwest Gaming Classic. We'll see. There's a lot of discussion around that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just talk him into it. We'll come pick him <laughs> yeah. up too. I'm gonna convince an adult man to drive across country or fly to come see us. No, don't do that to him. Don't make him do that. Why? It's rude. Anyway, Jay, how was your weeks? My weeks were fantastic, Michael. Did you? I got to play some games. Yeah. Yep. I played some Nintendo. Nice. I did. Did you play the game for the show? I did. I know that because you came over. Yeah, I know. And I watched some television. Yeah? Yeah. I watched The Last of Us. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a good show. I heard it got a little uh, gay. <laughs> I didn't know how else to put it. That's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> anyway. Apparently, people were bitching about that, though, which was yeah, just ridiculous. People bitch about everything nowadays. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, whatever. Oh, but either way. Um, yeah, did that. Okay. And uh, that's about it. Okay. Ruined my fingers again on some speakers. We were working yep. on my speakers some more. Yep. But we discovered we didn't need to do we that anymore. last fucking speaker <laughs> out of six. Yes, that's a... That's true. We were using a heat fan. gun to pry off the the O-rings on these old pla- the plastic O-rings on these speakers. And the last one like, "Hey, try this tool." And you're like, "Click click 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 click." Shit came right off. Yeah. Your burned stubs, thank me. Yes. <laughs> anyway, starting to come back on my fingertips. I don't look like I'm from uh the movie 7. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> like Kevin Spacey. The stumps. Ah, uh, very How are good. You? How are your weeks? I, I'm good, you know. Work work stuff is starting to relax a little bit. I I passed my test. I had to take a Microsoft certification. It's an SC200 certification test. It's like a, a SOC analyst type associate role thing. So are you SC200 certified? I am. Certified. And I passed it. So funny story, very quickly, not to bore the listeners, but when you take these tests, you were going to fall asleep anyway. Yeah, I was. When you take these tests, there's a proctor, right? It's really a weird experience because... They're trying to make sure you're who you say you are and that there's nothing around you that you can cheat with. Mm. So you must be on webcam at all time. You must have a single monitor hooked up. Yes. Was this for certification? Oh, okay. Pearson. I didn't know if you like veered off to your OnlyFans page because you're talking about being it's, on a webcam. There's a lot of overlap. Like if it was a Venn diagram, it would be a lot of stuff in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Pearson View conducts the test. So they make you... With their app, you must take a picture of your driver's license front and back. You must take a picture of yourself. And then you must take a picture of the room you're going to take the test in. So I have to take a picture of my desk as I'm sitting at it from behind the desk, looking towards it, and then both sides of the room. And they have to make sure that there's nothing around you that they can cheat. Then you must be on webcam all the time. And your phone must be within reach, but not able to be reached immediately. Like it has to be outside of my reach, but, but close if they needed a call. Because the proctor could call like one of my peers had this problem where they said 
there's a sticker on your monitor that we think you could be using to cheat. We need you to peel that sticker off the monitor. It's true. Now, I didn't have any problems. And I was sitting right here in this seat. And I had to send him pictures of everything, like the monitor and all stuff. This shit is all around me. And it's like, that's fine. <laughs> like, nobody, they didn't give two shots. I've not even been anybody there. I don't know. But the best part is, it's a 40-question test. I got to about question 24, and I thought, there's no fucking way I'm going to pass this test. None. How many did you get, have to get? You had to score. It's not just numbers right, okay? Some tests have multiple answers, whatever. Yeah. There's a 1,000 possible points. You must get 700 to pass. So I get to question 40. It's like a, it's like a multi-part question. I finish it. I click submit. It's like, are you sure? I said, yep. So then it's like, hey, take our survey. I'm like, fuck you. Give me the grade. What are you doing? When it said, are you sure? You're like, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. So I hit submit. Said, no, I don't want your fucking survey. And it said, congratulations, you passed. And I was like, oh my God, I literally like jumped out of the chair, right? So I look and it's like passing score minimum, 700. Your score, 700. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So anyway, I passed. And Did that's the proctor all see all the cheat stuff you had in your lap when you jumped up? Yeah, exactly. I was off the webcam by then. Oh, okay. I unplugged it and all the cheating stuff fell out. Okay. <laughs> Which if I was going to cheat, I'd probably gotten more than 700. But you know what? Then Jack Black called me and said, you know what you got? F plus. <laughs> Click. F plus. <laughs> so... Anyways, yeah, D's get degrees. It's true, buddy. <laughs> I I am now certified. Barely. Hey, you're and still also, certified. Also, Jane, I watched the old Nintendo Direct, and holy fuck. Oh, yeah. I have never been more excited about a game in my adult life than Tears of the Kingdom. I'm ready, man. I was, like, excited. You saw me. like I was like, holy shit, let's go. Zelda's in the sky, and fucking buildings are fighting him and shit, and, like, it just looks awesome. Yeah, Princess Zelda didn't sound too too <sighs> optimistic. Princess Zelda reminds me a lot of the person we're going to mention in today's game. It's always a fucking problem. I just just five six years ago we eradicated Hyrule. I was asleep for a hundred fucking years. Okay, everybody died. Okay, all the uh, divine beasts, you know, got taken over because fucking Rivali, that cocky bitch, and all the other guys that got wasted. By Ganon, guys. and then, but then you got you know she's in there warding off fucking calamity Ganon for a hundred years. Like how are you still alive? Okay, first, but it's just like every goddamn time there's something with this princess. If it's her, if it's not her, it's Peach. If it's not Peach, it's it's the girlfriend of one of the guys in in the game we're playing today. There, uh, you know, it's kind of across the board. You think about Spider House. Yeah, Rick got into his whole shit show because of a girl. I'm starting to think. That Who ended up turning into a monster and trying to eat his face? I'm starting to think that Fresh Prince was right. Girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, May 12th, 2023. I'm taking that whole week off. I'm going to get a collector's edition, which apparently you can only get by going to, I don't know. I was going to say, we GameStop. got people in the chat. We can ask them. <laughs> no, nobody knows. Where can you get this thing? I, I got to get one of those. So anyway, I'm hyped. And it's 70 bucks, by the way. Ooh. Just for the game, yeah. Not it's like, for this collector's. Set. It was like when Street Fighter Two came out, and I was like, seventy bucks, okay, <laughs> for Super Nintendo. Anyway, I digress. We ready to get into some collecting? Let's go.
Jay. Michael. It's time for the collecting update. Yes. What'd you buy? Nothing. You lie. You bought two things. You have them both here. What did I buy? <laughs> you just sent me the money today for them. Oh, yeah. I did. I got, tri- um, I got that Tribe Call Quest, Low End Theory. Yep. Jerry got apparently a big... Uh, yeah. 2,000 piece collection from somebody that stopped buying like 10 years ago. Yeah. So that's at least a 10-year-old repress that never got opened of yeah. uh, the Low End Theory. So. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. I think anything else. What else? Lovage. I had that. I talked about that last time. Yeah, but did you now you have it. <laughs> Why are you pointing to yours? I've had mine. Oh, I thought that was yours. No, that's yours. Oh, yeah. You got it, too. So, hey, what'd you get? <laughs> well, I already had Lovage. Right, we talked about that. <laughs> Stupid. Idiot. Um, I bought a lot of stuff. And some of it's not here yet. So, I'll actually talk about the stuff that's not here yet. I'm guessing by this list, it's pretty long. I've got a box coming from Baye. It shipped, I think, yesterday. I'm hoping it's here. Actually, <laughs> I was hoping it would be here before our guest arrived, but they're not coming now, so they're going to be remote. Are they going to be at Midwest Gaming Classic? That I think I don't know. I don't that know. was the worst answer you've <laughs> ever given. That, <laughs> that I think very, I don't know. A very confusing answer. I'm sorry. I do not know. But anyway, I got a Super Famicom lot. There's a CIB Super Famicom in it with like the boxes for the AC adapter and AV cables, which was cool. Nice. And then it had like all the hits. Like it was about 50 games in the lot, all CIB, Final Fantasy 5, 6, Chrono Trigger, Breath of Fire 2, Dragon Quest 1 and 2, 5, and 6, Terranigma, Dragon Slayer, Brain Lord, Super Mario Brothers All-Stars, Super Mario Brothers Kart, Cross, you know, Yoshi's Island, like all the banger hits. This is all stuff I'm taking to Midwest Gaming Classic. Got a good deal on it. So that's coming. And then actually got three things in that lot. There are three things that you, with Bayi, you can win multiple auctions and just say bundle it all together and ship it all together. Yeah, so then you just pay one flat yeah. rate. I also got a very small Famicom disc, Famicom disc, let me set it over. I got a very small Famicom disc system lot that included Big Challenge Judo Senshuken, Ultraman Club Chikyu Dakan Sakusen, <laughs> and then other ones that you will know. Kid Icarus, Metroid, uh, Doki Doki Panic and Zelda 2. Those were all complete as well. And then the third auction I won was for Motherfucking Winds of Thunder for the PC Engine, the Japanese version of Lords of Thunder. Guess what our next episode is. Anyway, so that was that stuff. I, I know I mentioned this on a show prior, but I brought it with me. I got a PCFX. And don't fucking ask me why. Okay, it was just a good deal. Like I snagged it off by E and it was low price and it didn't cost much to get shipped here. And there are no fucking games for this thing. This is like a, it looks like a nineties PC, like a little version of it. Mm-hmm. It's the last console NEC made. Okay. It's all optical. It has a memory card. It has an optical drive. There's like 40 games for it. They sold like 400,000 of these. Can't you just burn the games though? You like, can you don't have burn, to like physically yeah. buy them. I'm gonna have to. I want to buy a couple just so I have them, like the baseball game. The problem is anything that's even remotely good for this is hundreds of dollars. Any shooter or anything that you don't have to read, you know. But apparently, there's a lot of soft core pornography. I was gonna say, it. based off the videos we watched about <laughs> this, there's only like five good games. But, the rest of it's kind of mean. And I will also say it is in impeccable shape. 
I don't think it was ever used. I really don't think it was ever used. Well, looking by the game library, I can understand. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. It all adds up. So I got the PCFX that just showed up finally. Fancy. I went. I went to Sagatuck. I know we talked about that. While I'm in Sagatuck, they have a CD exchange. Like they think it's the store Robbie's always talking about. PCFX is for shelves, 100. percent By the way, I agree. Tiger Wolf Games. It is for the shelf, and it's a very nice box. Yeah, it's it, it's beautiful. And if you're going to Midwest Gaming Classic for a nominal price, this could be yours on your I, shelf. I don't know. I'd have to give another one. I can't give mine up. This one's mine now. Oh, I thought you were taking it with you. I might. I don't know. Okay. I have a lot of stuff. I'm actually. I have more than I thought, but so went to Saugatuck, which is right on Lake Michigan on the west side of the state. Beautiful city. Love it there. We go every year. I want to go back. We had a phenomenal time. It snowed. It was just like perfect. Everything was just awesome. Did but, you listen to Pharaoh Sanders? Oh, hell yeah, we did. You. We listened to that Pharaoh Sanders record and we like just floated away, man. It was awesome. That was a great album. But so I, there's a CD exchange in Holland that I always go to. And they used to have a bunch of stores, and now they only have one. So it's like the place where everything kind of show. Every time I go there, they have fucking fire. Like they had a, they had Sega Ages for Sega Saturn, which is like a $350 Saturn game. They had all they had Samurai Showdown for Sega CD. They just have all this weird stuff that you never see anymore. So I went in there, and they had some really nice Genesis games. Now, they're interesting. I'm going to start with not the least interesting, but Caliber 50. Right, which looks like a commando style game. Yeah, hard to find. Complete. Manual needs a little squishing, but it has the reg card in it. Very nice game that looks basically unplayed. Super nice. Now this is where it gets a little weird. I got two other games. I started to research this because I looked at it when I was in the store. I looked at it. One of them is Flicky. Okay. Now someone like Tiger Wolf Games might be able to help us here because that Flicky on the front of it says it's for the Mega Drive, but Mm -hmm. It's the NTSC, not PAL version of the game. It is Canadian. So that is the Canadian version of Flicky. And I was reading a thread on, I think it was Video Game Sage, where they talk about how there are a number of Canadian games that, that were either boxed as Mega Drive games, or I'll give you the other example, Herzog's Vi. Complete in box, beautiful copy, but look at the manual. The manual's like in a horizontal orientation, right? Not a standard manual. But it also has it has a sticker seal. These games were sticker sealed at one point. And like that's how you can also tell that it's a Canadian version of the game. The low this is bigger. Like on the on the spine, the Herzog's Vi is actually much bigger. Yeah. And and then there's these sticker seals for Sega games, like these early Genesis games. So I don't know. It was just interesting. I grabbed all those while I was in Sagatuck. And they're all just beautiful. Did you get anything else? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh. I got one more thing. I think we talked about it. Finally got an order from our friends at uh, Wada Games. Is it a graded repro? <laughs> it's a graded repro, yes. Got myself a 9.0, no seal, because this is a glued together box, right? Yeah. Real sports football for the Atari 2600. I'll slide that down there. Oh, I can do that. And then the real coup de gras is my 9.4 B+. Half-Life 2 with our friend Gordon Freeman right on the front. Ah, good old Gordy. With his glasses. How's Gordy been these days? Awesome. The only valid use of any Atari game. That is very true. What is Gordy up to nowadays? That's a great question. He got zapped into that weird alien world at the end of the first... Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but... Anyway, um, I love Half-Life 2. It's one of my favorite games. I got it the day it came out. It's the day I registered my Steam account because I got it for free with a motherboard I bought to play Half-Life 2 with. 
So there you go. Half-Life 2. So that's it. That's pretty much what I bought. It's exciting. I think there are some other things, but I can't fucking think of them. I got to give McKenna a shout out. Real <laughs> You're quick. friends with Gordo. Maybe. McKenna wants a shout out. She just texts me. Oh, that's her shout out. Chad? I've given her too. McKenna. What'd you call her before? McKenna. Carl. What? Crazy Carl. 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 Crazy Carl. That's it. What's up, Carl? So, Jay. Michael. What are we here to talk about today? What's the topic? Du jour. Here, the topic du jour. That's the soup of the day. I guess that'd be the game of the day. Yeah. Or the topic of the day. The topic of the day. Double Dragon 3. The Sacred Stones. Four. The NES. I know it's hard to believe, but we're doing an NES game, guys. I know. It's tough. Anyway, if you're watching the live stream and not listening to this, you can see that prominently displayed right in the middle of the screen there. You so, can. So, Jay, tell me a little bit about the release of Double Dragon 3. Well, it came out in Japan in February on February 22nd, 1991, and it was called Double Dragon 3, The Rosetta Stone. Because they wanted to make sure you were learning a language at the same time. I think that's right, yeah. And? I just love that it was called Ros- the Rosetta Stone. It's nice. It came out in North America in February of 1991. So basically the same time. Yeah. May have came out on the same day. Maybe. We're going to speculate it did. Let's just say it did. Okay, it did. Came out in Europe in 1991. Could have been the same day as well. I love how we're getting vaguer. That's again. what I said. It gets more and more vague as you go on. And then in <laughs> Australia. I think that's AU. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You got it. I don't it. know if it was the, I don't even know. The symbol for gold? Yes. <laughs> 1994. <laughs> it went gold in 1994. Yep, went gold in 1994. Well, we can talk about that later because, <laughs> anyway. All right. So a little bit about the gameplay and story of Double Dragon 3. Yeah. I know it's going to be hard to believe, but it is the third installment of the Double Dragon series. Not sure why they put that in the notes. <laughs> According to the box... It's the greatest martial arts adventure series ever. Maybe at the time. They'll probably argue that. In 91, it, it might have been. Series? When did Streets of Rage 2 come out? Later than that. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was at least 92. It stars our friends. <laughs> I hesitate to even say it, but it's true because it is there. Bimmy and Jimmy Lee. <laughs> How do you... It's, it's in the damn game, it says Bimmy. I hate yeah. it. You, you're stopped again. Yeah. Everything's blowing up over here today. And I never started this. <laughs> you're not helping me out, by the way. How am I not helping your shit Maybe internet? remind me? Thanks for nothing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, old Bimmy and Jimmy. Billy and Jimmy Lee. It is a one or two player beat-em-up, and you can play two-player co-op. Yes. So some of the controversy was, you know, the first Double Dragon, you couldn't play co-op, right? And there are two modes. There's A mode where you cannot hurt each other. And there's B mode in two-player mode where you can. Like you can punch your own friend and stuff. Because I'm going to tell you in this game, you don't need any of that. Just kill the whole thing. Like start it all over. Now. (laughs) Billy's girlfriend is at it again. Oh, Oh, Marion. Here we go. Yeah, Marion. Literally, and I, I, just the year prior in Double Dragon 2, you destroyed the Black Shadow Warrior's Mansion of Terror to become a Supreme Master and resurrected what was thought to be a shot to death, Marion, 
Because the, and I hate to tell you guys this, spoiler alert for a 40 year old game now, or 30 year old game, sorry. Marion was shot to death in Bubble Dragon 2 and then comes back to life after you defeat the Black Shadow Warriors. Okay, so spoiler alert. So Marion gets kidnapped to start this game. She's been kidnapped by a mysterious organization, not the Black Shadow Warriors, because they've been eradicated the year prior. Okay. For the third fucking time. In review. Now, if you remember the beginning of Double Dragon 1, the very beginning is a guy walks up, slugs Marion in the gut, throws him over his shoulder, and then leaves with his gang. Yeah. So Marion has now been, in three games, beaten up and kidnapped, shot to death and brought back to life, and then kidnapped again. Jesus Christ, man. Like, look, Bimmy. You seem like a really nice guy. Uh, maybe you love her a lot, but this this woman is causing you a lot of problems. A lot. But maybe that's what happened in Double Dragon 3. Maybe that's why it's Bimmy and not Billy. Maybe he tried changing his name to Billy, thinking maybe that'd take some of the heat off of him. Or or maybe this mysterious organization are the goons that Bimmy hired to get rid of Marion. But then why, too. why would he go after her then, I guess? Oh. You'd be like, maybe just to throw the police off? I don't know. Anyway. Maybe he didn't realize Jimmy was going to show up and... He was like, oh, no, no now Jimmy we was have like, what happened to Marion? He oh. was like, oh, I don't know what we happened better, to Marion. We better go. We get better her, go get her. <laughs> anyway, so in the beginning of this game, you're introduced to a fortune teller named Haruko. And Haruko tells you that the kidnappers want the three sacred stones um, of power and that they are scattered across the world. And for some reason, the only way to rescue Marion is to get these stones before the bad guys do. That is an awful lot of information for this fortune teller to have. Okay. So awful specific. You travel to a bunch of locations. I think five total, right? It's mm-hmm. the U.S., China, Japan, Italy, and Egypt. But you start in the U.S. at what we think is your dojo, right? It's right over here by your shoulder right now. Yeah. Matter of fact. So you go in there, you beat up this guy, and then your friend Brett is there who has been beat up by this mysterious gang and with his dying breath tries to warn you about who you should really fear. And he says, the one you should really fear is, and it's like, and then he just dies, right? Like, Brett's gone. Let's not forget, he was also seasoning his pasta because the Sprite the whole time was sitting there like <laughs> He's got his hand out like he's yeah. like, Trump, like, he's, like the salt guy. Yeah, like he's sprinkling some salt on there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's five levels to this game, right? And I said, like I said, I talked about where they are. Each level has a final boss. In the game, you can play as Billy or Jimmy, right? It's Billy one, or Jimmy. Yeah, whatever. You, I'm trying to be fair to everybody here. And and you get one life. You get one life bar. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you must get through these levels without dying. So if let's say we're playing in two-player mode and I'm Jimmy and you're Bimmy. If I die, I'm done. Mm-hmm. The end. It's over. You You lose your life bar. There are no health upgrades. There's no items to get that can help you with that. You get one life bar to get through the level. And if you don't make it, tough titties. Yeah. Okay. And... But if you move on to the next level, you don't come with them. And we'll talk a little bit about how all that yeah. also is later. But there are two. But what is interesting is you beat the first level, you beat the first boss, whatever. After you beat level two and level three, those bosses will ask to join your party. So level two is Chen Saimai, Saimi, and he's a Chinese martial arts master. Level three or mission three, whatever. Yagyu Ranzu who is the head of the ninja clan. You beat these guys, they're like, hey, man, I just want to roll with you, man. How can I be down? <laughs> right? Like, that's... And you're like, cool, man, come hang out. The shitty part is, even if I'm... If we started as two-player, 
and I've died, and you're still alive, and now we have these other bosses? I, I can't even be them. I can't switch to them. Nope. It's it. You're done. <sighs> so, anyway. Well, if you're alive once you get them, though. So if both of us were still alive well, yes. and you died, then you would still, you could you would become one of them. Yes. Yeah. But if I'm not, tough. Yeah, if you die before you fight them. There are no pee bags in this game. That yeah. is correct. So... You can you change your characters to the select screen. They all have their own health points, speed, fighting techniques, and they all have, um, you know, if you if you were to die as one fighter and you had another, you would automatically become the other guy available. So if you yes. had us two fighting and you passed, Chin, you'd become Chin, right? If we had him in our in our gang, yeah, our our martial arts gang. <laughs> anyway, martial arts gang, and they all have their own primary and secondary attack. So primary attack for Billy, Jimmy, and Chin are their fists. Yagyu uses a sword. Secondary weapons are Billy and Jimmy have the nunchucks. Chin has the iron claws and Yagyu has shurikens. You, they are a limited use, right? You can only use them and then use them for the level and then, then you're done. So, and uh, you can pick up weapons from enemies. So they'll drop like a knife or a bottle or a sigh. And you can use it as long as that enemy is not dead. I didn't know that. Yeah. As long as that enemy stays on screen, you can use it to kill everybody else. And then them. Well, I didn't know that. So, now, if you make it to level four or five, <laughs> you can actually continue. There are no continues up to level four or five. So you must get through to level four before you can continue. And the shitty part is, if I die before then, and then you die, and we continue, we don't both come back. It's just the last It's just whoever was alive last comes yeah. back. Anyway, the only the last surviving player comes back the end that's some shit couldn't really find a lot about the background development so i'm going to go into very quickly here it was developed by technos uh published by technos in japan acclaim published it in north america and it was very loosely based on the arcade game double dragon 3 the rosetta stone there's also a double dragon 3 for genesis but neither neither of those games are really relative they're very very loosely based on the same kind of story so do you think they were learning spanish on this one perhaps i don't know the arcade Look, I think it's hilarious. That it's called the Rosetta Stone. It's possible. So I'm going to get to the music. I know I've been doing a lot of talking. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But I do want to start this. I'll let you do the rest. There were a couple people. There were like four people involved in, in the music of this game. And three of them almost did nothing else. <laughs> like literally almost nothing else. And one of those three was Akira Inui. Inoue, I think is how you say it. And he was actually a keyboard player who was in like an electronica type band who did like I don't even really know. I'm going to play a little sample of one of the songs from his album. All right. This is from uh, Carsavina, which was a 1984 album by Akira Uni. Didn't really do much video game music after this, which was, you know, seven years after this. But he did win the Japanese Record Awards, which I feel like is the, um, not the Grammys, what's the other one? What's the other music? The American Music Awards. Yeah. I think it's the American Music Awards of Japan. He was Best Arranger 1981. So here's a little sample of Akira Inoue's uh, work. translate very well into the literally yeah so anyway i just had to throw that in there because i'm doing research for this guy and i'm like i can't find much and then i find this and i'm like 
Whoa. Okay. Interesting. Quite. Why don't you tell me about Mishia Hirasawa? So uh, they did music or sound for a number of NES games. They did Side Pocket, Double Dragon 1, Double Dragon 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. They did River City Ransom, Nintendo World Cup, uh, Super Spike Volleyball, or V-Ball, I'm sorry. Super Spike V-Ball? Yeah. Blue Marlin Casino Kid 2. That's correct. The Blue Marlin and Casino Kid 2? Yeah. It's actually a lot. They did a lot. Now, I also read that they passed away of heart failure in like 2003, <laughs> so sadly. But... Yeah, the, the other people didn't really do much either. It was really weird. Like, I was like, there was not... But then I thought to myself, the music is fine. Like, it's got kind of an altered version of the Double Dragon theme to start it. And yeah. the music itself was okay. I wouldn't say it was bad. I'd put it in the C+, B- category. It's pretty okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. So, uh, Jay, tell me a little bit about the reception of this game. Um, most of the reviews were generally favorable around that time or in the era. Right, like, um, of the era, it seemed yeah. like people liked this game. Although they always seem to reference the game's difficulty, which we'll get more into that. But yeah, the game's kind of a pain in the ass. And and, and also, <laughs> I thought this was interesting. Acclaim wildly overestimated demand and was allegedly left with half a million unsold copies of this game. So it did go gold in production. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was hard to believe. And I read it and I was like, okay, I not guess. Not so much in sales. Yeah, they made a lot of them. Yes. But not a lot of people bought them. GamePro uh, 91 actually gave it some pretty decent reviews. Yeah, it looks like about a 4.2 overall. Yeah. So four fours and a five. Yeah. And they gave Fun Factory a five. They gave Challenge a four, and I thought to myself, out of five, that should be ten. But anyway, I digress. Huh. All right. And, and yeah, I pulled, this, I pulled this one out of Nintendo Power uh, issue 23, which is the one that has the Power Blade cover. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, it was, aggregate was 3.4 out of five. Right. They were kind of doing... I always thought this was funny that they would release, they would review the games for their own system, and like they gave this game about a three and a half. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'm not spoiler alert. I think it's a little generous, but um, anyway, possibly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they would always do these little uh, these little review uh, grids, which I thought was good. But yeah, that one. Uh, what they give challenge on that one? Three point six. Again, I don't agree. <laughs> okay. And then EGM in April nineteen ninety one. They gave it a seven, two eights, and a nine, and, and and it was pretty. They were very complimentary of the game. It looks yeah. good. Like the game looks good, especially for an NES game. I really thought it looked good, especially for all three Double Dragons. I thought it looked really good. Oh yeah, it was definitely out of the first three. It was the clearly the best out of the first three. Looking, yes, <laughs> that would make sense. So yeah. Anyway, so that's a little bit about the game, the gameplay, development, music, all that good stuff. So. We are going to move into the LGN game ratings. We are. And we're going to start with Jay this time. We are. And I think the order we've decided is Jay, then John, and then we don't know yet. <laughs> it's either going to be Robbie, then me, or Robbie, then Sashimi. We'll see. Okay. We will see. So when we put this game in, and we loaded it up. We played two-player. And uh, we didn't make it very far. Two-player A. Yes, two-player A. We did a. not want to hurt each other, because you do not need that kind of problem in this game. In the initial onset, we did not make it very far. And part of the reasoning we did that is because we hadn't played it in so long, we totally forgot that you had the one life. The hurricane kick. And, yeah, we didn't think oh, about I'm sorry, the hurricane yeah. kick. So uh, after playing it a few times, we got pretty far. Yeah. We made it to the last level. We did make it to level five. Yeah. I'm not yes. going to give any spoilers away if you haven't played it. All in all with the game, though, I'll be honest, 
outside of my fingers getting or my hand getting carpal tunnel from having to mash the shit out of a and b together to constantly do the hurricane kick because that's the only thing that's successful on the game that's the only way we got through as far as we did that game was a piece of shit (laughs) that game is a fucking one a one a one fuck that wow a one that game I was giving you way too much credit. I would have given it lower if you'd let me, but and I told you that, but a you one. won't let me give it lower. Nope. I don't have graphics for anything lower. I do not enjoy that game okay. at all. Maybe just a red X in, in place and of the, the face. I'm Maybe just, put a red X over the face or the eyes of the person. I'm going to give it a 1.0, 1. and 1. I'm going to do that because I also feel like I was way too gracious last episode. I'm just going to circle back on that. Yeah. Kid Chameleon should not have gotten a 3.5. Yeah. What do you think? Three zero, two five, two five maybe. Wow, lucky if it's a two five. So I think I was feeling gracious, <laughs> and I got excited because I wanted to give a Valdor score because I hadn't in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'll you still stick with the three five now. We'll wait until you're in. You'll talk about it. Th- we'll reconvene then. But that was just stirring the pot for Robbie and and Cart McGeddon. Oh yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, love yeah, both yeah. the guys, Nick. Had to do it. We love you, Nick. So he was yeah, so mad. He's like, I can't believe I wasn't in chat to shred you assholes. But yeah, that game was. <laughs> Double Dragon 3. We'll stick to that. Double Dragon 3. Yes. Mm, one. That one. game was fucking trash. All right. Well, I got you down for one. I'm going to give our friend John a call. All right. So. Huzzah. It's that time. What time? Time for the man himself. Which one? Mr. Famicom Box, because that's what Tyler says I have to call him. Casey Masterpiece himself, the retro game enthusiast, John Young, the man, the myth, the legend. You handsome bastard, how are you? Pretty good, even after that assault. Jeez, Jay. What? No, no, that's fine. So uh, <laughs> what, what, what makes this game a one? Oh, getting right to it. Because I have carpal tunnel. Okay. From spending the entire game doing hurricane kicks, because that's the only effective attack on this game. Does doesn't uh, doesn't Mike have a power glove you can use or uh, uh, U force or something? We use the turbo control after a while. Where with that yeah. you can just hold. We if, if you use the, uh, the action, it was the action pad. No. The, to be fair, this is one of the best uses of the NES Max you'll oh, ever yeah, find. Max. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all just holding that down and just sitting there perpetually doing hurricane kicks. Uh, with the two player, you can actually do like an extended kick, if I remember properly. You can like jettison the per- you can like shoot the person at another person. I know that. Yeah, I don't no, know about I, that. I think I think that if you're back to back, you actually kind of lock arms and do a longer kick. But I might be confusing this with uh, the arcade game. And it's already begun in the chat. Weird I, beat that, I, weird, I beat that game without spamming the hurricane kick. Maybe you just... I'd believe that if you actually suck. played games. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about the last four episodes. Man, it's going to be... Friday Night Boxing. Important part, right now, though, is, important part right now is John. John, how are you, bud? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm trying to think of nothing. I've not really purchased anything. It's been kind of a lazy, you know... Winter? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had some interest in purchasing things but like the topper for the famicom box went for about 400 bucks and i'm not going to be spending 400 bucks for a topper. not really official but commonly used 
hotel system topper. A hotel system topper? Yeah, so it's just yeah, it's just like one of those half ads that are like, hey, put in your yen coin and then press the button. Oh, okay, okay. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I wasn't understanding so, the words that were coming out of your mouth. No, that's fine. Yeah, topper is one of those uh, generic words that I guess could get a little confusing. Um, <laughs> the new, uh, I had to cut out for a little bit because Mike started spoiling some uh, Breath of the Wild 2 stuff. No, I, I didn't. I'm not looking at oh, any of the... To be fair, I probably should No, be no. No, like John had some stuff ruined for him in the first game by, was it GameStop or some assholes did it? Uh, I think it was IGN. Ah, uh, that's it's right. Like, you know, everybody plug your ears if you don't want Breath of the Wild spoilers. A dragon flew by on like one of their commercials. And this is like day like two of Breath of the Wild being out. It's like, all right, you are aware people are watching just random commercials and you're just spoiling part of the game for them. Yeah, but true. I didn't I do also any think, that, I hope. I also think as a society, we've maybe gotten a little crazy when it comes to like spoilers and stuff. But uh uh, Breath of the Wild is one of the things that I just want to go into blind. I trust Nintendo enough, and if it turns out to be a shit show, uh, I want to find that out for myself. No, and it, it is two it's two sides of the same coin. Uh, Breath of the Wild is really the only thing. Like, if somebody ruined the end of Wakanda forever, like if I knew that they were all gonna like uh, essentially move to Prague at the end of the movie, like they did, you know, it wouldn't bother me. Um, <laughs> well, but it's, it's legitimately for this game. I'm just trying to keep away from stuff. Um, I won't be offended if I do get spoiled. Uh, but I do want to get that collector's edition, and I don't. I hate Nintendo does this sort of thing. It's like there's going to be like five copies at GameStop, and I don't want to buy one online from GameStop because you're going to send it in a bubble mailer. Like, hey, you know that collector's edition you bought? Yeah, whatever. There's no way to get it yet. You have to go to yeah. a store to buy it, and you yeah, can't get it, it from their website either. I looked at like GameStop and Amazon; they don't have it up. That's crazy. Yeah. They don't have it on there. Yeah, I was lucky to get the master edition of the original Breath of the Wild, so it's it's one of those things where I'm just. If I don't get it, I'm fine with it, right? Like, the last thing I need is another modern collector's edition. Yeah. Um, I looked at what's in it, and it's, like, it's not super compelling. But I'm, like, still, I'm, like, I'll buy it if I can. But if I don't, I'll live. Even though it is uh, 70 bucks. The Steelbook steel pushed over, wasn't it? See, there you go. Steelbook. Yes. Yeah. That's all. Honestly, that's all I really want. An art book. Steelbook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, even the art books, I'm, like, all right. It, maybe it's nice, but they're always so poorly bound, too, that yeah. it's, like, it's so, like... You hear them crack, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you want to ruin the value of this? Uh, <laughs> Don't eBay, uh, ever open thing? the book. I should yeah. probably play that Breath of the Wild, huh? But I want to look at it. Yes, you should. Maybe I'll pick that I up. I agree. I have uh, multiple copies, I think. You can probably... I guarantee Kyle's got one. I, we can go to Kyle's. Yeah, I'll, go buy, I'll go buy a copy of it. From... You should. So, John... Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play uh, Double Dragon 3? I did. Did you play uh, the Rosetta Stone? Let me tell you, it's much better than the one. Uh, No, no, no. Uh, So I have a lot of nostalgia for this game. I I played the first two. So Double Dragon 1 for the Sega Master System and Double Dragon 1 for the NES. My friend Brandon as a kid had the Sega Master System and I had the NES. And the Sega Master System, Double Dragon, I just loved. It's a great game, better than the first one on the NES. The one on the uh, NES chugs a bit. They didn't really have their um, yeah, the NES the one is to not have good. too many characters on. What's that? The NES one is not good of the first of the first Double Dragon. Right. I, I would not and call that a good game. I didn't hate it. But, yeah. But then, uh, <laughs> but you then hate we this. got Double Dragon yes. 2. And we played the hell out of that oh, game. Yeah. I want to say for a good year solid and just be like, hey, you want to come over and beat that game again? 
and Double it's Dragon to the point two where like fantastic. you start you start thinking of different ways to get through the chompers. Like you're like, all right, uh, you're going to do it in the hardest way. So you're going to wait until these two are almost completely out of sync and still be able to get through there. And then like Double Dragon three came around, and I didn't really play it with anybody. And it starts off super hard. And, and Jay, you're right. Like, uh, there's a couple of different ways uh, to get through it. Like, the easiest way is to do the spin kick. But if you know how to approach the bad guys in the right angles and stuff, it's not too bad. And also, there's a way to start off as two-player and then have both Bimmy and Jimmy at the same time uh, underneath one player. Uh, I don't remember how it's done, but it's something along the lines of... You got to get one of them beat up almost to the point of death and then talk to somebody and then he disappears and then essentially you have both characters to play. Um, But the game does get exceedingly more easy as the levels go on. So once you know how to do the fourth and fifth levels, you pretty much beat the game by the time you get to that point. And, you know, Chen Chen, I don't remember his name. I don't know if they spell it correctly either. It's it's just a fun character to play. Um, The life thing does get to be a bit of a What's that? He seems like he's the key, especially as the game progresses. Yes. So it's one of those games that you are a bit of a slave to the controls. You can like use Game Genie or something to make it easier to still have the enjoyment. You know, because it's graphically a good game, uh, as you said. You know, maybe the best looking of the three on the NES. And as a story, it's very in that '90s. Like you know, it doesn't have to make a lot of sense. It's just more like uh, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure fantasy novel, where it's like, and then. Something happened here. It almost seemed like it was trying to be uh, Ninja Gaiden a bit with like the cutscenes. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, and the look, uh, the story, and but let me ask you a question: sure. Did you play this game primarily as a one-player game, or did you play it with a friend? Only as a one-player. So, like, okay. I maybe had played it with a friend, but that's just it. Like, you need something that's equally as good. Otherwise, they're just taking up valuable character life. Characters, yeah. Yes. It, and that's that's the kind of thing that will break up a friendship, right? Like, you're both really good. Like, if you both suck at Double Dragon 2 and then you get better together, that's like, you know, brothers in arms, you know, camaraderie, like we. Like, you would have a third friend come over and watch you play. And then your friend would be like, hey, can I play? And it's like, I don't know. You good at this game? You're trash, no. no. Yeah, no, then you can't play. Get and out, loser. We don't need you hurting our scores. <laughs> it's like Guitar um, Hero on South Park. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> can play acoustic so, go ahead <laughs> oh i love this song i love that um, <laughs> anyway there's a lot of games on the nes where having to explain to somebody the nuances of getting the controls down right to make it an enjoyable game or being able to have spent like a full summer like just being like all right i'm gonna figure this one out and then no like uh just the quirks that's where this one really kind of hits home for me so i agree the life thing was pretty crazy. It's almost like they tried to like take the complexities of the arcade game yes. and then just say like you get one quarter. But you can't put another quarter in. That's the problem. Right. Like It's like you get well, one quarter, tough fucking luck if you die. Like You got to start all over. Like, but God damn. This gets into the NES experimental. Like, what other games have this kind of like progression and character like, you know, build out? Like, Little Samson has a little bit of that in that you have yeah. different characters and can switch between them, but it's probably a little more dumbed down, made a little easier. Not that it's an easy game, but it, it was uh, it was an adventurous swing for the fences. 
I don't know. It's I, I, I can't think of another game that has that kind of build. Uh, even like Ninja Turtles, the first one, uh, like you start off with all the turtles. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only one I can think of where you could like you also could like Castlevania three. No. And like Lethal Weapon, you could switch okay. characters, but like differently, like you said. Um, also, Tiger Wolf Games said, I am that third friend. <laughs> so that was good. Um, no, I agree. It's it's a different it's a different application of the same premise that you had with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Like that was the first mm-hmm. game I thought of. I was like, oh, OK, you can switch characters and you can go and do all this and that. Yeah, but but it's still like you you could bring them back like you like i don't know <laughs> like, yeah no no there was health so you could even just grind you yeah, know that's there, what i mean a lot that's of what I meant. but i would say like the barrier to entry is definitely high but there's a lot of kind of fun in the game you know it, it's short and sweet uh the story is quirky enough but you can also kind of like blow through it and not care um, it's true you can yeah so for me this is probably a little high for it, but it's uh, it's a Valdor special again. Three point five is what I'm going for. Three point five. Are you reassessing your one point oh? <laughs> so can I bring it down to a point five? <laughs> you can if you round it back up. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, John. It's like playing Primal Rage on the Sega Genesis. I'm not going to get good enough at that game to enjoy playing it with a friend. So I can understand where Jay might be coming from. Yeah. But I think the graphics are there. I honestly think the level design's decent. I mean, I do think maybe Double Dragon 2's uh, level design's better. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't even think the music is that bad. No, I don't think it's bad. I liked it. It was fine. I would say it's so, better than Kid Chameleon's music was. I, yeah, I enjoyed that, it more than that. And I don't think that was bad. I thought it was pretty good. So I'd give this like a like a B B B minus E type music. Something like okay. that. I think it's so, C plus before. I don't remember, but some somewhere in that area. But this is also the kind of game that you do crave to want to play with a friend, and I doubt that it's gonna be that enjoyable. Maybe with Game Genie. Maybe that's it. Maybe uh, we, we do did. a game genie on there. We did we did play this. I don't ever use Game Genie ever. But we were so oh. irritated that I, with the Nintendo, with the uh, N8 Pro that I have, you can just, you know, it's got a mm-hmm. built-in game genie. You just go and put the codes in. We went and found one where it's like you can barely get hurt, right? Like, but what we found out is you get hurt only by the bosses. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> we got to the boss and I got wasted by a guy. I was like, oh, what the hell? I just went in Kamikaze and got smoked. And then Jay had to, like, fight the rest of the game because now I'm dead and I can't even continue. I can't even come back yeah. when we continue. So yeah, but it was uh, it was it was a game we like I said we were just trying to get to the end of it and I'm just like and then we didn't do it with a game gene we still got pretty far but it was just it you just know, yeah anyway so go ahead I'm sorry this is probably the perfect candidate for that uh, I don't know if this is still a movement for a little while there was people going back into games and being like this is the fixed version of ET this is the fixed version right. of you know whatever just like a whole slew of games like oh it's not a slippy anymore and you know pixels or better aligned with the hitboxes or whatever. Um, Good candidate. Maybe this is a game that a little bit more cleanup would definitely make it into something yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe they rushed it a little bit. I don't know. But, no, uh, that's my opinion. I'm sticking with it. All right, sir. Well, anything else? You got your hotels, everything? I didn't I didn't listen to the whole Oh, yeah, no, time. hotels are booked. We're trying to figure out where we're going to stay Thursday night. I think we're going to get into town Thursday night now. We're going to go through Chicago, hang out there on Thursday, and then Thursday night we're going to stay in, like, Kenosha or Milwaukee or something, but not at that hotel. I don't want to spend that kind of money for as another long night. As we can get some cheese curds. Well, there won't be any problem. Oh. Every racetrack gas station has them. <laughs> yes. I 
I know uh, actually real close to the venue, there's uh, there's a cheese shop right there on the main drag, and uh, they got those fresh squeaky cheese curds. Oh, you know, yeah. You bite into them. Yeah, that that's good stuff. Cool. All right. So, well, very good. Yeah, we'll talk more about that offline for sure. But yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're booked. I've got the passes. I've got the vendor stuff done. I've got all that stuff is done. Now all I have to do is just show up. The only thing I got to worry about is a hotel room on Thursday night. Everything else is handled. Cool. Uh, we'll so. be there on Friday. Cool. All right, gents. Very good. Bye, John. Later. It's our good friend. He is our Everybody's good friend. Good friend. They should be so lucky. They should. If they come to Midwest Gaming Classic, they could meet him. Get a picture with him. Wow. How much? Eight bucks? Yeah, six bucks. Ten bucks or four? Six Dairy Queen. <laughs> 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 hey. Man's gotta eat. Retro game enthusiast, everybody. Casey Masterpiece. John Alright, who's next? Ribby's next. Oh, hey. Mr. Uh, Jackson Keebler's in the chat. Hey, Jackson, what's up? He said he's gonna stop by around 10. Here he is. Man of his word. It's 10 o'clock. A man of his word. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yo. Alright, I gotta call uh, Ribby. Alright. Let's, let's uh, make sure we're connected. I feel like I should get prepared. <laughs> you better feel like I'm getting yelled at. You are definitely getting yelled at. <laughs> you, you better be ready. Is he even going to answer? He might be so mad at me. Um, fuck him. I'm not answering. Fuck that idiot. All right. Give him a ring. Welcome back to the show. The latest star of the CU podcast, episode 349. Our close friend. And podca- podcast superstar. 8 bits from C. Robbie Coleman, everybody. I'm bad! I'm bad! I'm bad! So, Jay. <laughs> Hello, Robbie. I'm putting my headphones well, down. While, while you were giving your review of this game, you were losing I your reco- shit. I, record- I recorded it. Oh, and I want to play it back for you. So just listen very closely, okay? <laughs> so, Jay, just, qu- just listen. You listen. Gotta, you gotta listen. Yes, sir. Was the toilet flushing? <laughs> yeah, yes it was. Is that a Ferguson? Yeah, <laughs> Ferguson. A Ferguson, you say? That was awesome. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think of your opinion of this game. <laughs> ba whoosh. <laughs> hey, at least I like Double Dragon One. That's even all right. Yeah, makes makes less sense that you like that more than three. I have to agree with him on that. I like Double Dragon. And I like all of them. One's fine. Man, I'm going to vote to impeach Jay from this co-hostery (laughs) thing. Here we go. And I also want to press charges for car jumping in. First Altered Beast, then you're shitting on Kid Chameleon, and now you're taking it a little too far. What did I give Altered Beast? Did I really shit on it? I don't know. I picked the game. Like, I picked it. That's the game I wanted to do. You you picked it to shit on it. (laughs) I didn't pick it to shit on it. 
You picked it to shit on it. I think I gave it like a three or a three five. <laughs> I do love that. That's like a that's like a tongue twister. You gave it oh, a two. Did I give it a two? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, damn. You guys were railing on that thing, and I was like, you're making me all upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> we're very sorry. I'm, I'm just. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so, have you bought anything recently? Uh, no, but I collected one thing. Oh, and uh, it was a gift that someone mailed me. Um, the Instagram is like a guy who runs a store. It's a store Instagram account, it's like FF Classic Gaming or something. I'm already fucking this up. Nice guy. We chat the DM some every once every once in a while. But he sent me something on that. Uh, he posted the stories once, and I was like, "Ooh, I want that." And he's like, "You know what? Oh, I remember what it is the, now. You're the, you're the perfect home for this. I'm just gonna mail it on over on the house." And I was like, "Thank you. I would have gave you money, but thank you." So without revealing what it is, I'm just going to read read what it is. Before you do that, very quickly, yeah. John made a great point. He said that he picked it to shit on it, just like a Ferguson. That's right. <laughs> Altered <laughs> Beast is the toilet of the uh, Genesis. Anyway, kidding. I'm, I'm, go ahead. All right. Um, so this is what I got. I'm just going to read from it. You can, it'll, it'll be pretty clear what it is. That's right. The first sentence here. So I got a... A registration card that goes into a Sega Genesis game. The game player response card from the Tengen. Yes, and, Tengen. Uh, yes. So I'm going to read it. Here we go. Questionnaire. Game title for this card. Pit Fighter is what was filled out for the Sega Genesis. Please rate this game. 10 equals excellent. 1 equals poor. Circle your choice. They circled 10. Please comment on this game. This is what they wrote. This is the most awesome game I have. It blows away anything I have seen for Genesis or any other video games, arcade, etc. Because they had Double Dragon game, 3 and Ultra game, Beast. Games you would like to see in the future. Pit Fighter 2. This is not like a fake card. This is a real registration card from back in the day that just was discovered. And I think it's so hilarious. So I'm treating it. And it, it's in uh, the right hands now. It's in the, it's in the perfect hands. That's, I mean, I can go on about all the other questions here, but that's pretty much. The you la- can find the post on Instagram on 8-Bit yeah, Supremacy. There's, there's informational questions, but then the very last question is, your favorite game, of course, Pit Fighter. What so game this, are you looking forward to the most? <laughs> Pit Fighter 2. <laughs> so I'm putting that in my copy of the game, Nile of the Genesis, and it'll live there forever. If you, new forever home. I will say that if you ever die, you must bequeath this to me in your will. And if you ever sell everything, you must give me only the reg card. <laughs> okay. You got it. Deal. You got it. Okay. Jay, Jay will get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to leave Jay with all the fucking loose copies of baseball and golf and you stuff. These are your problem Jay's now, gonna buddy. Get, Jay's going to get uh, nothing but a bunch of copies of Double Dragon 5. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, that's what he God. fucking deserves. God deserves. damn. It hurts. I was hoping I'd at you least get a Ferguson. A one? You want to talk about a 1? Yeah, you that's, want, that's, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. Of the Double Dragons? A, a 1 or a Ooh. number 2. Then uh, Double Dragon 5 is worth it. I wouldn't even rate it. I wouldn't even rate Double Dragon 5. You would have to give it a 1? No, I wouldn't. I, think, I would give I it literally a nothing. I think I already told that story where I yes. kind of upsold Double Dragon 5 some I guy at a show, and I felt bad about it. There was a guy that walked up. It was an older guy. 
He had it on the table, and he said, what kind of game is this? And you said? I, I don't know, a one-on-one fighter. But he had a few games. He was like, yeah. you know, trying to figure out what he wanted because he's basing off box art and be- and, <laughs> and the names. back of the box description. Like like back in the day, you know, like he didn't look it up or anything. I was like, and then he, uh, I kind of noticed I was losing. I, was, I noticed I was losing him. So I was like, oh, that one's okay. And they ended up buying it. And I was like, man, I'm an asshole. <laughs> if he's like, if I ever see that guy again, he punches me. It's okay. If he ever comes back <laughs> to me and complains or like finds me and says something, I'm going to be like, here, just take whatever he paid. Like, the $12 here. back. Yeah. I'm like, here you go. It's $12. <laughs> just start, you know what? You put him in a forklift and you just start throwing money at his feet and he'll be okay. Just take it. Don't even yeah. say anything. Just take it back from him. Hand him a loose copy of Pit Fighter. What are the odds that he yeah. would actually have the game with him? Never know. Boy, that would be uh, really upset. You know, if well, honestly, if I the mean, guy played it, he probably is carrying it with him daily. And he's like, when I see that <laughs> son of a bitch. find that motherfucker. <laughs> well, that was that like, uh, He listens to the CU podcast. He's like, that's him. That's the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They, uh, the, the convention is a uh, Bloomington Normal, Illinois video yeah. convention. And it happens every year. And I keep was, wanting to go oh, to that like, one. Yeah. This was the last year. So. Oh. He's going to think I'm going to be at this one if he wants to sell the score and bring that shit back. <laughs> I'd bring it with. He's going to bring his brother Bimmy with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Bimmy. Yeah. Did you play Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones? For the NES? I have. I have played it. And I have beaten it. In the last and I think Jay, week? And I think Jay just sucked at video games. In the last so week, have you played it? No. Big surprise. Go ahead. No. I played it like uh, last year. I'm not going to constantly replay that all the time. Well, if it's, it's so good, I don't know why you wouldn't. I didn't say it was so good. He's busy with Pit Fighter. Leave him alone. That bad. I'm convinced Jay just sucked at video games because when I was a kid, my friend down the street, well, he wasn't a friend is a loose term. A kid that lived down the street that we hung out with on occasion. <laughs> a kid with a Nintendo. They were yeah, all my friends like when I was he a was, kid. He was the, yeah, he was the rich asshole that got everything he wanted, had every console. He had like multiple... Like, four-wheeler, you know, motorcycle-type things and all that shit. He just had everything. He was a rich, spoiled brat. But he had a uh, Nintendo game. He was kind of like Francis. Francis is a little cooler. But wow. this, dude's name was Ju- this dude's name is Justin Martindale. And, of course, we all constantly called him Justin Fartindale. And uh, so I went to Justin Fartindale's house, and I was a big fan of big fan of Double Dragon 1 and Double Dragon 2 because uh, Armageddon had, I think, both. If I remember correctly, but I played the hell out of them. Two, we definitely had. I like them both. Yeah, one sucks because you can't do co-op, but I don't care. I played video games by myself the majority of my life anyway, so I didn't really bother. Yeah. Um, but I played three. I was excited to play three, and it just feels so different than all the like the first two. The first two just feel like in the same wheelhouse entirely, and like even like the vibe, whatever you want to call it. Um, like two is just clearly a continuation of one. The three has a, its own feel to it. It's got this like strategy element with the switch characters and stuff like that, and you like add people to your team, like you were saying. And I'm, I hated that as a kid, and I was like, the difficulty was too hard. I didn't understand it. I was like, what the fuck? I, I'm so used to one and two, you just mash your way through it, and that's it. Uh, but I kept dying repeatedly, and I was like, this is too hard, and it was off-putting. And I felt that way until I gave it a fair shake like a year or two ago when I actually played through it. So I was like, there's got to be something I'm missing here because I've heard other people praise this thing. I played it. I was starting to get frustrated, but then I realized, yeah, like certain characters you inherit 
on your team are more powerful for certain scenarios or certain bosses. Chin, that dude, he's your, your ace in the hole. He fucking can guide you to that whole game with his claw move and stuff. You don't have to spam the fucking hurricane kick unless you're an idiot and you just don't know how to play video games. That's what I'm getting at. So with that being said, I think the game is good. It's not great. I'm not going to go to bat for it like it's the best double dragon out of out of the bunch, but I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. I called it. 4.0. Yeah, I may be an idiot that just used the hurricane kick, but I called you giving it a four. <laughs> I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to diss you too hard, but man, like I don't remember doing that shit at all. I mean, occasionally, yeah, but like if you're just spamming that only, like that is some brainless shit, man. Try to strategize. I mean, that game is made to be harder because you're for people who have probably uh, presumably played through one and two and want a little more of a challenge. That's what I was get, uh, assuming, but. I don't know. I don't think it's bad. The music's great. The gameplay is just normal, like everything else. It's just a little harder. That's it. So I get that it would be off-putting for anybody who's like trying to dive into a brainless beat em up but I don't think that's a problem. I think it fits in nicely. Also, unrelated, I don't know if it's actually the third game, because there's still like that weird like Double Dragon 3, the arcade game. But that is... Like, Genesis. Yeah, that's the fourth one. It's... The third one in the NES, if they're 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 not related really very much at all. So it's the third yeah. game, but it's like not a port. It's like a different version of the same game. I see. So okay. yeah. Now well, I'm going to do something unusual. Okay. Okay. Going to keep you on the phone while I read Sashimi Z's. Oh, here we go. Review. <laughs> And I'm gonna, go. Now I'm going to tell you. I already, they already know he's going to trash it because I got no. A dick. I'm going to keep you on. And I want you to hear it now. I need you to. I'm going to need you to reserve your comment until the end, okay? Because I'm going to read right, it live. Right. I just and you're going to. It's going to be hard. So if you want to type things in the chat, type them in the it's chat. It's going to be hard. It is going to be so hard. So specifically directed at me at some point. That's <laughs> what you're saying. I can neither confirm nor deny that, but I'm going to read okay. it. I'm going to read it to you now. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's go. So here's Let's the, here's Sashimi Z's rating, LJN game rating of Double Dragon Three: The Sacred Stones. All right. <clears throat> The Sashimi Z rating, Elgin Game Rating, Double Dragon 3. Quote, wow, Double Dragon 3? That's not a game people talk about every day, and it's kind of hard as balls. So that hipster Robbie gives this crap a 4.0 minimum. Hell yeah. <laughs> Guys, you contract me to do a review every two weeks. What on earth am I supposed to do with a game like Double Dragon 3? This is the game that that one game for Christmas a year kid you can use to brag about his hardcore bona fides because the kid with parents who love them were playing Contra or Zelda. This is the game meant to ruin weekends of an eight-year-old who rented it and who will quickly realize on a Friday night he can't get past the second stage. This game seems fine, but it's 2023, and I'm not the poor kid that got stuck making the best of my Double Dragon 3 Christmas gift. I don't have time for pressing A and B to jump or attempting to pull off a move, instead jumping helplessly straight into the air, then getting hit for one-eighth of the life bar I have to beat the entire game with that life bar. This stiff, contortionist nonsense flew too close to the sun, and as much credit as you might want to give it for being, quote, complex or challenging, it does not deserve to be ranked among the 16-bit and arcade beat-em-ups that actually feel good to play. Looking at your 4.0, Robbie, call back in and drop that score. 2.0. He pegged you, didn't he? Serve. Serve cold. 
to Ouch. <laughs> he called you out. Like yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like a, sounds like he, I need to call him up and have him flush the toilet. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you the plan was if you said it was a 4.0, I was going to read the review next. If you said any uh, other score, I was going to go next and then read that last. But you said uh, 4.0. It's like we must, we must now read this. You know, I, I actually. I'm not. I'm not withdrawing this because of what he just said, but like, I was a little more fired up because the Jays won, pushed me up to a four. Out of spite, <laughs> it would have been like a three point five probably. But out of spite, I'm still sticking with a four. I think maybe we should all be doing these independent before we hear each other's reviews because yeah, you're getting like disingenuous reviews from people. Because <laughs> you're like, no, fuck Jay, I'm bringing the. I'm bringing the mean up. We need the average up. You can't screw this thing up with a well, 1.0. Because I don't, so, <laughs> like Jay says, I don't, I don't play it right before, like the week prior. I just like go off the cuff here. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's a four. Or I don't know, it's a three, whatever. Whatever. From, well, from memory. Now but it's a four. So that's your, that's your justification for not ever playing a game that we pick, huh? <laughs> well, I've already played mostly all of them except for Gex. Who gives a shit about that? <laughs> hey. David yeah, Gould. You know, we're all we're all starting to get on each other's nerves here. These reviews. I'm not. Review system. Oh, I am absolutely not, Robbie. I swear no. I'm not. I'm <laughs> having my, fun with it. Sashimi Z might be a little bit more antagonizing, but me, <laughs> well, I love my, you guys. My, my, here's my response to his review. It sounds like you don't like playing the NES because you cannot contextualize it in the time that it was created, and you just start put, treating it like a game that came out in 2023, which is kind of dumb. But Hey, I don't know why we're asking this guy to review games if he's going to try to be like, in 2023, I don't need to play something like this. Like, you need to play, like, fucking 90% of all old games if that's how you feel because they're not going to hold a candle to your standard of, of today. Clearly, something to be said about context from it coming out in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. You know what I think he thinks about it? I don't care what he thinks of all that because, you know, I don't know. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. So, Robbie, I'll give you, and I didn't, I I didn't give my context on my one, but some of the context for it is that I didn't enjoy was that some of the levels when you're fighting, when when you're fighting the characters, the dojo is a perfect example. You've got like 15 dudes to fight. They come in fucking two at a time. (laughs) You're going to ruin my review. You can't send like six of them in. You're going to ruin my review. And then when you get to the bosses, the bosses are easy, like legit easy. And that was kind of yeah. that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, and not for everyone, man. But that was that's some of my context why I rated the game so low. The one life also did just because that kind of come on. That is bothersome to a degree. Yeah. And, no, and that's, that's, that's one old school hard, man. That's, but that's one life and no continues. Are. One life yeah, and they, no continues. That's, how, that's an NES game, man. They fuck you. They're like that. Yeah, you don't. You suck. You're gonna go back to the beginning. You gotta try harder. And but like it's just, how to beat this game. but it's just disappointing because then when you die and you start over again, what are you doing? You're in the dojo waiting two at a time. It's like okay, talking to your dying you know, friend you know you again. Do? You know you do. You refine your tactics so that you can get further. You mean beat up that the guys? The point I made it to the last. Game. I made it to the end of the game. I made it far. I made it. I made it through the, almost the whole game by myself. That's right, true. That's, I wasn't right, much right, help. Right. I wasn't much help. But I just, I, I just, uh, it wasn't the, to me, it wasn't after Double Dragon 1 and 2, it just wasn't the same to me. That was, that was my biggest piece. So I'm going to, I'm going to also vote to impeach Sashimi Z 
<laughs> you're, are you presenting it to the Congress here of LJN? I'd like to present this motion that we impeach Sashimi Z and Notorious J-A-Y. Yeah, everyone. everyone you, you too, Mike. Why not? Yeah, yeah, fuck it, everybody. Just get everybody out. I don't agree with any of you anymore. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm, a fucking big, I'm a fucking big shot now. Oh, that's you know. right. I forgot. Yeah. I, got, I, got a, I got a big head. We got to start out. toadying. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. Shit. Uh, all right. Well, anything else, no, man? You Everything? Say, you, no, legitimately, you were going to say something pertaining to Sashimi Z's review or like his take on not contextualizing this, but maybe got steamrolled by Jay. Weird. No, I, I was pretty much done. My point was that oh, okay. we were going to read his if you scored it a 4-0 right after you. <laughs> but no, other than that, I didn't really have anything else to, to say. I, I just feel like the, I'm not offended by someone calling me a hipster. I just think it's really cringe to use that word to apply to anybody in this day and age. Like, bro, are you just like some weird white dude living in the suburbs con- collecting computer games? <laughs> Probably. How does that rate when you ca- how does that rate when you call somebody an idiot? I mean that was a little too far. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just with you. I'm serious. I was like, yeah, I was going. Oh, to you're far. good, dude. You're good. No anyway, one, no one's an idiot. Nobody's an idiot. No, we all are, but it's it's oh, well, loving idiots. Yeah, gladly it's, we'll it's, tell it's, you it's I'm just, an idiot. It's, it's just podcast theatrics, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely for the, for the content, you know. That's right, boy. I'm a content creator now. All right, hipster. Anything else? Yeah, I'm, I'm a hip, I'm a hipster content creator in a, in a yeah, hipster doofus jacket. That's right. I like the text in the driveway. That's right. That's right. I like to just stand outside with my phone and look at it. That's how they represented me in the movie. Well, it's a dumb jacket. <laughs> which, is, which is which is a segue into. I don't know if we we're going to talk about this all today, but like you mentioned earlier on the introduction for me, Pat and Ian from the CU podcast mentioned my name several times, saying I was like the only one saying real shit in that documentary. You really were. The island of yeah. sanity in a sea of insanity. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, um, Pat literally said, like, my, the way I explained how I got in collecting anything, like, mirrored his. I'm like, yeah, I guess we're kind of the same age. He comes from that world of, like, I don't know, the way he got into it and the way he looks at it is pretty similar to me. While I don't necessarily agree with all their opinions on that podcast, I agree with their opinion of them praising me and hiring <laughs> <laughs> I was for it. <laughs> I'm for it. No, no bias to you because we're friends, but that's honestly, you're probably the best part of that movie. I know because you actually, but no, you actually like. like, Oh, I know. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be cocky, but that's exactly why I never really talked about the film when it came out. It's kind of like I just kind of like let's just hope this quietly goes away because I wasn't like necessarily thrilled on it for all the exact reasons that they touched upon in the CU podcast. It really has, other than they just brought it up. You and Stefan, you and Stefan were probably the two most tolerable in it. To me, in my opinion, I'm tolerable. So, well, I mean, just in general, no, because I, it was organic. It was more organic. Where it felt like the majority of it was just a, a Wada commercial. Yeah. Well, that's what they. That's what Pat said. I mean, this is if anybody with a fucking brain there no, watching, they, they, they would see that. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I'm glad that Pat has said all that stuff because I've always kind of held my tongue about all that, and I was like, dude, super nice, he made it. So I'm like, not trying to shit all over what he did, but. Before I agreed to this whole thing, I was assured it was not going to be like a graded games fluff piece. But then I see the end result, and I'm like, it's a graded games fluff piece. I got, I felt kind of duped, but I don't think that was the intention all along. I just was kind of like, man, I had I known it was gonna, this was gonna be the end product, I would not have agreed to do this. But 
with that being said, I'm still grateful that someone took a shot in the dark and just asked me to answer some questions on camera for a documentary, having no credibility aside from like, just being like, Hey, I have a big game collection. I live in Chicago. You're going to be here for a day. I'll, I'll talk to you. Cool. See so that's then. cool. That he just was like, yeah, sure, man. That works. Yeah. And it worked, and it worked out in that regard. But what Pat and Ian were saying about, I think it was multi-pat. They, they, they addressed the fucking hired actors for the reenactments. And I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, cause that's, that was the joke. Like from day one that we were talking about, like my extra and how weird it was. that they like, focused on that guy texting in the driveway. It's a completely arbitrary shot. Like, there's no reason for it. Yeah, it didn't. Well, they're just trying to represent the younger you. (laughs) Here's where you look like a lot of mustache. Yeah. They were trying trying to embody the young hipster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true, yeah. (laughs) trying to catch the essence. that's how everyone views me, apparently? Because I look like that Not me. No. Uh, I think it's the mustache. Anyway. (laughs) Well, they talk about that, and the funniest part about that is that he talks about the dentist guy that like clearly is the villain character of, of the film in my Yeah, opinion. Eric. Ironically. I don't think he's meant to be that, but like that's everyone that like has a brain in their head that collects the way we do is like, man, I got, fuck that guy. Like he sucks. He's the villain. He's like, he's got a big ego. He thinks people are jealous of him because he's rich and has all these stupid, useless sealed pieces of plastic. I just love that Pat said he clocked him. He's like, yeah, I clocked how long he talked like on end without even like being questioned. He's ranted about himself for like four and a half minutes. And like, they just left that in there without like a poor editing choice. And I was like, this is pretty funny. It makes him look like an ass. And maybe at the time they thought, he's like, yeah, it's going to be sweet. This is, this is so amazing. Awesome. I'm going to look so awesome with my sealed copies of golf that I'm going to show off here. Look at my two sealed copies of golf, everybody. They're different because this one is different. They really All focus right. on the golf, the golf variants. It's weird. I'm like, I know. Who cares? I know. No Nobody cares. gives a shit. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, one last thing I'm just going to touch upon that you triggered a memory of when you were talking earlier. The Canadian variant um, Genesis Mega Drive things, uh, I had one of those by mistake growing up, or by chance. I like bought a copy of Mercs. I owned Mercs and played the hell out of it growing up for the Sega Genesis. Yep. And I was always like, why the fuck is my manual like the horizontal landscape style manual? I never yeah. understood it. Yeah. And I, I bought it from some like outlet mall in Wisconsin. So like, Yep, they just probably got that's why. Copy, they dumped onto them, and I just that's what I bought. And it worked fine in my system. I never questioned it, but I remember oh. being like, "Mega Drive." Well, this logo looks like the Sega Genesis. It must just be. I thought it was just like some bootleg shit. And I'm like, "Well, it works," and I just play it. Whatever. <laughs> Come to find out, it was just Canadian. Yep. Now I didn't know that until like fairly recently too, because someone I finally someone else pointed out. I was like, "That's why my manual looked like that." Finally Very good. Well, I'm glad that I could help. Yeah. Anyway. Jay, I highly think you should reconsider your, your rating, but if you don't want to, fine, we'll still be friends. We'll revisit um, at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll discuss. What's that? We'll revisit at the year end episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait till like 11 months from now. That's <laughs> like 10 and a half. 1.5. That's right. We'll show you. Never know. Then. Maybe at the year end, I'll be like, ah, fuck it. It's a four or five. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. He won't, he'll yeah, do nothing but right, play man. it the entire time. Maybe you'll get a denim vest and you'll become a hipster and you'll be like, yeah, this is a four. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is Fuck sweet. Yeah. People don't understand how fucking good it is. Maybe I'll just get so into it. I'll start speed running it. Like, I'll be the speed <laughs> yeah, run. There you go, man. See you. Uh, like that. All right. All right. All right. Well, very good, sir. All right. Well, anything else? No, I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to send you off. So. All right, then. With Take that. it easy. Take it easy. 
He may be number eight bit supremacy on Instagram, but he's number one in your hipster heart. See you, podcast superstar. Eight bit supremacy. Robbie Coleman. So I guess it's my my turn. Yep. This game lands right in the middle for me. This is a 2.5. Yeah. I'm giving this game a 2.5. Because it is ambitious. It has a decent story, which a lot of NES games did not have. As part of the game, not part of the manual. Okay. The graphics were good. I like the music okay. It's kind of average. I did not enjoy the gameplay as much. I liked... Like, once we got the hurricane kick thing down, I was like, okay. Or even when we used the game genie, which I never do, I was like, okay, I'm kind of having fun with this. But if I would have had to play this game by myself or played this game at 14 years old by myself, you I would have made it past second level. I probably, exactly. <laughs> I probably did and was like, I, 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 I don't remember this, but I'm sure that if I played this game when I was a kid, I was like, fuck this. And I would go play something I enjoyed. I would give up on it very quickly because holy shit, it is a pain in the ass. But would yeah. it have been something you would have played with a hundred levels? <laughs> Man, I would have had my mind blown. <laughs> no, oh. five was enough. <laughs> I couldn't even get to three. Yeah. So anyway, yep, I'm gonna give this a two point five. I think this is easily the most varied scores we've ever had. One, two, two and a half, three and a half, four. That's almost all of them, <laughs> yeah. and they're all different. Anyway, so that's the LGN game ratings. With that being said, Jay, where can you play this game today? NES. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about collecting. Let's go. There's only a single version. Okay. The oval seal of quality. Loose $16, $15 game. Okay. Complete in box, about 120 bucks. And I have to say our good friend EA Sports, who I don't know if he's in the chat tonight, but Eric lent me the box for this game. As you see, I did not have it. So he lent it to me. I'm working on possibly getting it in a deal, but we'll see. Um, I didn't have this one, so I uh, thought I would, you know, try and get my hands on it. And he was kind enough to send it off as a, you know, as a, as a, a lend. Yeah. So anyway, uh, graded. There have been 25 copies of this game graded. The best possible grade was a 9.8 A+. I should say the best grade attained, not possible, was a 9.8 A+. Two notable sales of this game. Uh, on Halloween of 2021, this game sold that 9.8 A+, we talked about, sold for $9,000. Just over one year later, November 5th of 2022, the 9.8, I'm oh, sorry, the 9.8A sold for $2,400. So again, if you want some, a microcosm view of how the graded game market went, that'll pretty much give it to you. Almost many, identical grades. How many were graded overall? 25. Okay. Yes. And uh, as you see, quite a drastic drop off. I know an A and an A plus are different, but they're not so substantially different that it is, uh, you know, Almost a quarter of the price. Yeah, that's a pretty big so, tip. Yeah. So, and that's really all we have on that one. You know, the, the info all comes from eBay and Heritage Auctions. Jay, tell me a little bit about the speed running of Double Dragon 3. You mean what I'm going to do? Okay, I'm not really. Yeah, I would love to see you try I'll to talk about run. it. Let's go. So, for speed running, we had 29 runners. And we did 48 runs. It's not a lot. No, not really. So, the, the types they did, they, so they did one player... Uh, beat the game with no restrictions, and the other uh, run we did was 
to player A, both players must survive to the end. So right. you and I couldn't have done that. No, we would no. not. We would still, the timer we, would still be Neither one of us could make it to the end together. Yep. We couldn't make it to the end together. Oh, either way. For the one player run type, Locera beat it in 13 minutes and 54 seconds. And then for the two player A, the Mexican runner and Apollo 22237 beat it in 18 minutes and 58 seconds. That's true. It's not too bad. It's not bad. I think I could do that. 1858? I'm thinking the 1354. Really? Yeah. I said we work on it. Try it. Not a lot of people run this game. Yeah. 1354? Maybe I'll bring my score up. I don't think you can use turbo buttons. Damn. Well. It does say no restrictions, though. So? That Maybe you can use turbo buttons. I there don't know go. what the fuck that means. I don't know. Okay. Well, but that was all from speedrun.com, by the way. Thank you very much for that information. You're welcome. Now, I'm going to ask one trivia question about this game before we wrap up. Okay? Come to the end of the show. February 1991, this game came out. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, it ranked in the top 10 sales for NES games in 1991. What number was this? It ranked in the top 10? Yes, just for February of 1991. Top 10 sales for NES. What would you say that this was? Three. Wrong. One? Wrong. I don't know them. 10? Wrong. Keep going. Nine. Wrong. Eight. Wrong. Seven. Yes. Okay. Yes. John said 10. It was seven. It was the seventh best selling game of February. 1991 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Hmm. Time to wrap up. So, originally, the plan was to have the show next week and to have Michael Chiaramonte, a.k.a. Clarice, in studio. Yes. Now, because he's coming in town for a business trip and all that stuff, trip was canceled. Boo. Unfortunate. But we want to continue to have the episode next week because you're going to be out the week after, and it's already kind of on the book. So, we will be doing... The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Yes. One week from today, February 15th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But he will be calling in as opposed to being in in studio, which is unfortunate. We were looking forward to getting to meet him in person and hang out, but that's okay. Another time. So that's that. Jay, why don't you tell the people listening to us now where they can find us? So we have a link tree. Fantastic. What's that? It is linkter.ee. Forward slash. Forward slash lost joystick. Boom. Kapow. There it is. That'll get you uh, every bit of information you ever wanted about the show that's publicly accessible. Yes. If you know what I mean. Or if you want to go individual, you can go to Lost Joystick for our Instagram and Twitter. Very good. Or you can go to Lost Joystick Network for Facebook or Twitch. Or our email, which is info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. And you can always... Always leave us a voicemail. We still need to leave Jackson one. We've been slacking on that. Anchor.fm forward slash lost joystick network. Yeah, we need to leave Jackson one on two consoles. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. Okay. All right, we'll do that. So with that, I will say, it's a good show. On a scale of one to five, I'd probably give it a four. Maybe 1.0. Who's to say? But anyway... With that, go out there, have fun, 
be safe, and be excellent to each other. You've been listening to LJN, The Lost Joystick Network.